This is Cade Massey, practice professor at the Wharton School. On this week's highlight show, we're going to give you a conversation between me, Adi, and Shane about balls and strikes in baseball. We got an interesting question off of Twitter about assessing whether some teams got robbed by umpires and some teams are helped so far in the season. So we talked through the stats of that and wandered into technology and where the game is going. Fun little conversation on the state of balls and strikes in baseball. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Wharton Moneyball on Business Radio. Welcome. Welcome to Wharton Moneyball. Welcome to two hours of sports analytics here on SiriusXM. We come to you every Tuesday afternoon, show up on Wednesday on your feeds, on Twitter, to talk sports analytics. We've been doing it for nine plus years. Same crew. Today, we're down one person, one crew member, one collaborator. Eric Bradlow's out doing Eric Bradlow things. The rest of us are here. Shane Jensen is here. Audie Weiner is here. And this is Cade Massey. I would like to start out our baseball conversation reading a tweet from one of our listeners asking us a question, asking our take on a little bit of statistical analysis that was done. I think Audie's had a chance to dig into this thing. Very curious what he's going to say. But let's start it with a tweet. It's just I don't know. This is about a week ago, I think. Infinite Jest, which is a delightful handle on on Moneyball. Infinite, like infinity, but Infinite, the name Nick Jest on Twitter. He says, hey, at Wharton Moneyball, what do you think of this? What are some tweaks to the data set that might give you a clearer picture of favorability? He suggests a few tweaks. What's he talking about? He's talking about a tweet from Jay Kuda on May 5. Jay says, this is a stat I made up that shows how much more home plate umpires have hurt or helped teams. He's got a formula for how much home plate, and it ranks, he's going to create a statistic and then rank the whole league top to bottom by how much they've either been hurt or helped by the home plate umpire. Leads with the Braves at plus 51, Indians plus 45, Brewers plus 29, Yanks plus 29. This is is like... uh... This is like kind of in terms of like strikes that should have been balls or balls that should have been strikes. Yeah, exactly. His so this is like a, is, it's like a pitcher framing thing. Exactly. He said his or like pitcher framing. What? He's, 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 not, he's not attributing it. So that what you're bringing up is why they why what causes. Yeah, this. yeah. I, I mean, I guess basically like we're kind of unless you them as, really believe umpires are biased against a particular team to the extent that they're signal, it's got presumably catcher framing. So let me give you the actual, let me give you what his stat is. His stat is minus balls called when strikes, when they're hitting, minus strikes called balls when pitching, and plus balls called strikes when pitching. That's it. So a high number means, high number means getting the calls, low number means not getting the calls. And what he finds is. But he does it as a rate, not a total. Count, count, he just count. It's a count. So it ranges from plus 51 to minus 86, led by the Braves at plus 51 and the, and the, and the, I always want to say senators, remind the Nationals. That's the Washington team is the Nationals, minus 86. So that's not even the Washington based team most people struggle with, (laughs) Kate. Um, well, one, Jay, you know, cool. Jay's going to get us going by a, a little rough stat, and then we're going to oh, yeah. work with it, or we can criticize it or whatever. And Infinite Jess, thank you for calling it to our attention. Now, let's turn it over to Odd, who's had a chance to think about so, it. So, so uh, let's just point out, um, obviously, it centers at zero by definition. 
Um, but plus 51 is the net positive. So the, the uh, angels have gotten 51 more calls in their favor than against on both sides. And the, the, the worst is the, uh, the, it would be the, the nationals at minus 86. So the first question is, that a, does that actually a lot? And two, two questions to answer is one, does that amount of call differential actually have an impact? And the answer is, uh, yes, it does. So when you accumulate them, that actually in summary can matter. There are games that have been decided by bad calls or in either direction. And we all know that anyone who watches the game can say, can see that a bad call, particularly in an appropriate spot, could have an enormous yeah, I, No, and I mean, so, I don't want to interrupt from, from your employee, but it's all about whether it happens at a relevant spot. I mean, the, the reason I kind of reacted to this even being like a count stat as opposed to a rate stat is a team like the Red Sox, whose pitchers have to throw a lot more pitches than a team that has good pitching, for example, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. It's like, I, it's like, you know, almost like in a mechanistic sense, the ideal team for accumulating this stat would be one where the pitchers are terrible. So he has to throw a ton of pitches, but the catcher is really good at framing. So he's able to kind of grab a few here and there, but those teams aren't going to necessarily have the consequential game changing situations. Yeah, so you, you point up two things. First is this this counting set isn't isn't weighted by value, right? So obviously giving up getting a strike when you have uh, two strikes already is way more valuable than getting mm-hmm. a strike when it's three and zero. Oh. So the the count actually matters. The leverage matters, and so it's not to figure out the actual impact requires that. So you can only guess at what the impact is. But we'll just I'll just point out that losing eighty six balls and strikes like the Nationals have done on average is going to mean quickly substantial, even after 35 grapes. Um, the second thing you bring up is. Well, I, mean, I, I miss what you, Adi, I miss what you said there. 35 games, a differential of minus 86. Minus how should 86. we roughly, how should we roughly that, think that about is, the that impact? Is, of that, that? That, that thing could probably be worth at least a win, if not a, maybe a win and a half to against okay. the nationals. That's a lot. Maybe that's a little high, but you know, each strike can, can mean depending on the situation, could mean a, a fra- tiny fraction, but a tenth of a run, maybe. And so, so what? But what you're saying is, it's that's two and a half. That's two and a half strikes per game is what you're saying. You're trying to translate that into the potential so for right, exactly on both sides, right? So you remember your. So there's about three hundred. So now, now, now we get. I want to address two issues. One is what causes it. I'm going to hold off on that one. Um, Shane keeps bringing up pitcher framing. It'd also be in umpire stupidity or or or, or, or incompetence. Our pitcher, well, but 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 uh, but biased incompetence. I mean, bias, general bias, incom- right. general incompetence wouldn't get you this, which no, is what so I think. The, the real issue is, well, no, it's you can well, it get might, on both sides of the ball, you, right? You, you might give you this. It's just you're going to have some sure. range. Some teams are going to. Yeah, I guess more. again, under if you had uniform incompetence and high variation in the actual number of balls and strikes. Called against a like like like. But Shane, what's high? What's high variation, especially thirty-five games in? Well, any game. Right, so, so well, okay. Me, for let me, give you, so let me answer that. I've done the work here, so okay. I'll give you the answer. We're going to get the answer now, and I'll go break it down. So there's about thirty-five games. There's about three hundred pitches per game. Now that means you're looking at quite a lot uh, of or nearly ten thousand uh, pitches over this part of the season. But how many of per them team. are errors? So I'll, I'll turn that to you guys to make a guess. What fraction of, of non-swung at pitches or not put in, into play pitches are umpire errors? I know the answer. So what do you think? 
So Shane may know this better than me. My my impression is that when they started with whatever the tracking mechanism is that they use in baseball and they started giving umpires feedback, it's this beautiful chart where umpire mm-hmm. accuracy just hockey sticks up based on this feedback. And it's up into the 90s. And I think it's at least mid 90s, if not higher. So I'm going to say 96% accurate, something like that. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, the the best pitcher is 96. The best, best umpire, umpire, you mean. Umpire. The best umpire in the league is 96. Okay. Um, the average is around 92 and a half. And there's 300 pitches okay. a game. Okay. Right. And so it used to be around 85. So it, it absolutely hockey sticked up into the into the 90s and it's been creeping okay. up. Now, um, so if you just take about 8% of those 10,000, you're looking at, um, that's per, per team. Um, uh, so what you're looking at well, is- Well, wait, uh, already, already you're, yeah. you've- Hey, you, listeners, you're, you're, Shane, you're, is wagging, Shane is wagging his finger. <laughs> well, no, I mean, because I, I, I was, I, I, only because I'm excited to hear about this variation in the number of pitches thrown by different oh. teams. And if you're, yeah, but it sounds be, like you're actually assuming the same for each I'm just going to do the average. We're going to, you can- Yeah, so I mean, that's not going to, so- No. That, that's one of the things part, that drives right? variation. So, yeah, but it's gonna. But we're gonna give you the ballpark. So we'll do first order. So if you yeah, if you assume the umpires are blowing approximately eight percent of their calls, there's been ten thousand, and then and what you do now is to figure out the standard deviation. Well, it's plus or minus one. So it's the standard deviation is trivial in this case. It's just just the square root of the number of attempts. So you're basically looking at it around a standard deviation of around thirty-five, um, which means that if you want to turn these numbers into z-scores, yeah. The best which is the angels are about 1.6 Z scores right around the top, you know, five percentile. The worst 86 is closer to two and a half. Um, so the bottom, the nationals have really been pummeled. Now that could be because they've just had way more pitches than others. Um, but I don't have, but that, it's still that just I would, it's, I would get that. It can't be that big. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's, I mean, especially early in this season, look at what right. the Oakland athletics are doing pitching wise. <laughs> Yeah. They're they're letting up like literally they're averaging over seven runs a game against, and you're telling me that they they're not throwing more pitches than okay we we yeah, yeah. we we, we yeah. got that I I want to note a small detail in Adi I I recognize the team logos better than Adi which is perhaps the first time I've ever been more accurate about something in baseball Adi the leading team is the Braves not the Angels Angels oh, sorry are... the Braves you're right 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 um Adi I would you read anything Shane and Adi, is there anything about – so let me just – what you just did was I think it's vital, and it's an easy, easy, very common human mistake, even among experts. You can take any list that's been flipped coins. Like all of us flip 20 coins. Somebody's going to flip more coins, more heads yeah. than the other one. And so you rank yeah. us, and all of a sudden it starts looking like somebody's a good coin flipper and somebody's a lousy coin flipper. It's just chance variation. Chance produces spreads that people don't expect. It's not that everyone's going to get the exact same. And so you just said, how much spread should we expect? And you found that, well, plus or minus standard, two standard deviations is going to cover whatever, 95% of the population. In fact, plus or minus two standard deviation covers 29 of our 30 teams. And so it's it's well within what we'd expect. Now, I do want to draw attention to the one outsider because it is a big difference between the most extreme and the next most extreme on the negative side. The Nationals are minus 86, and the next team up, is that the Astros, are minus 56. That's a huge gap. Uh, now, would we begin to be suspicious 
or is this a quality of extreme? You're going to tell me it's a quality of extreme or something that the, the extreme outcomes, there are bigger gaps at the let tails. Me, I don't know, 30, answer, uh, 30 that. that's a standard deviation gap between the worst yeah. and the next worst. So might we begin being suspicious of what's happening with the, with the nationals? Okay, so that, that, that's a good question. So now, obviously, I love the way you, you, you phrased it. There's going to be someone good at coin flipping and another bad at coin flipping. The way I like to represent it is every list has a top and a bottom. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that their very existence doesn't mean anything until you mm-hmm. turn it into, into a, a perspective, perspectives that gives you a, a judgment. So only the nationals are kind of outside the, what you'd expect to see in a list of 30 numbers. Um, and now you're asking, do we need a cause? Well, Shane would say, well, maybe they just have way more opportunity and that they're, they're, they're the only one not normalized. Yeah, properly. like a first check would be whether they're still as outlying when you kind of measure yeah. it as a rate. Right. Shane, so that, Shane that one thing about the rate thing. thing, this is both sides pitching and batting. And so it's only going to cover half. The bad pitching is going to get you half of the way there. It's only going to cover half of the volume. Let's put it that way. Right, because it's, it's both sides. We're we're adding them up, and so uh, presumably, if you're, but I, I would actually it's argue. Good that and bad things happen to you when you're batting as well, not just when you're pitching. Yeah, you, the you stat, get, the counting stats. When you're batting, you get, right, you get right, 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 right. So right. the uh, so I would actually argue that the question would be: Do we need? At what point do we look for a cause? Um, at what point do we 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 abandon chance variation and turn to a cause? Um, so at this point, I might. I might start to look at the, the nationals going forward and, and wonder whether they have a, a catcher who's not particularly framing or their pitchers or their batters are, are not particularly. Um, I mean, I mean, there's a classic line about um, a, a umpire was uh, was uh, was questioned by the uh, by the pitcher over the call that they gave or the catcher at a, at a, at a, at a, um, a pitch thrown to Rogers Hornsby. And the um, and the umpire said, Mr. Hornsby will let you know when the, you throw a pitch in the strike zone. Um, and that's a wonderful <laughs> anecdote that explains that umpires look to the stars. And, and Greg Maddox was famous for that as well. The umpires just knew that was Greg Maddox, which meant that p- balls on the on the edges just went in his favor because, frankly, the umpires are human beings. They, they get balls on the corners and they don't really know what to do. But if it's Greg Maddox, your prior says, well, you know, it's a strike. And if it's not Greg Maddox, it, maybe it's not. And so you might look to the Nationals and say, well, maybe they're, they're doing something wrong. But I would, I would wait to see more of the season before I would jump to that conclusion. Because as I said, every list has a bottom. And yes, they are a standard deviation higher than they should be. But no, you know, even that happens too. <laughs> yeah, Isn't it going right. to be so glorious in like five years when this is not even a thing? Like this is so not will, like, I, like 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 yeah. that like oh my like different teams have different number of calls against them wrong you know wrong isn't that gonna be kind of well we'll look back and people be like oh it's kind of cool that like humans used to do this and they weren't as good at it as the I, machines I didn't know but I was told on Saturday that a uh, that most AAA stadiums are using the robot umpire right now and how actually I'm curious I didn't know that myself and that's encouraging because that you know maybe even moves up my timeline a little bit. Uh, but um, are they doing it where it's kind of a, like like I actually don't even like although robots obviously can do this and should do this for us right now, whether it's going to be whether the implementation is going to be like it's like kind of like just like, you know, there's a horn or like like it's kind of like the second the computer makes a call, it's known to everybody or whether they're just going to kind of buzz the ump with the correct call and no, then the ump communicates the it. Does it and I umpire. hope when it's implemented, the ump does not have. The ability to change, right? Because then we're just back to the old thing. So this is what I what I learned that probably the most 
the most immediate change would be the ability to challenge. So the umpire will make the call, but you'll have the uh, you'll be have the ability to challenge using using the, the so system. dumb. The, the, like why? Dumb. When everybody knows the correct answer, why you got to go through this right. whole thing? All right. So here's the question, um, and here's why it makes it not easy. It turns out the strike zone will be the actual implemented strike zone. If you think about it as a 3D image, a make a make a a, a geometric figure that's the plate. Yep. And make it into a three three dimensional. Uh, object with the, that's the plate and then the height uh, as appropriate for the batter and any and if you define the strike zone as any ball that touches that three-dimensional figure two things happen that the players don't like one balls will touch the front of the strike zone and barely and they'll seem incredibly low to all players all pitchers catchers in other words the baseball is not accustomed to calling that a strike um and so one, and and you can also get balls that are the that pop in at the top of the strike zone that curve down. Yeah. And everyone thinks they're high. No, they, and they, they I mean it, it is going to change the dynamics. But the great thing so, about so it. Here's, so here's the question. Here's the actual question: Should they just make a, a two-dimensional strike zone right down the middle of the plate, defined yeah, as yeah. a as a essentially an outline, and any ball that goes through it? Yeah. Um, no. I mean, my I think I would I would keep it. As a 3D. I, I personally would prefer stay as a 3D volume. But I mean, regardless, even if it does change the dynamics, it'll change it in like a consistent way that all the hitters can just get used to. Like, OK, like the, the, the worst part about this is right now there's a different 3D. There's still a 3D volume there. It's just inconsistently applied within and between games. Right. And so real quickly, do y'all think that, of course, Shane, you're right. But 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 the the in in category, but degree matters here. Like how, how big an adjustment would it be if there is this freaky thing that can happen? But it makes me wonder whether pitchers you don't even hear commentators say he caught the front corner. Do they? I mean, do you don't think about pitchers no, trying to nick? It. They don't nick it three dimensionally. They, they, they talk about it and think about it much more two dimensionally. Don't you think they're looking for edges? Not mm-hmm. front corners, right? Yeah, though I mean there are ones that kind of swing in kind of around like where it's like I mean, I don't think they'd show up I don't know how they're scored. They like on the TV, the TV basically does the two the 2D square. Like if it, uh, there, there's definitely balls of like a curveball that like does they not show hit the clear, front square yeah. of the plate, but is yeah. over the plate by the time it reaches the back of the plate. Those would be shown as balls by the kind of imagery that we kind of see now, or the, the overlay well, that know. they put the networks put on the plate. I'm pretty sure. Well, I, I think, think the they overlay, just do that to do them. Is that the the overlay we see on TV? Is that the front of the plate, the middle of the yeah. plate? Yeah, where yeah, yeah. What is it? The front of the plate. Um, not sure. It's the, the front. front. It's the actual front tip, which makes sense because the um, uh, although. It's hard to know because very, a slow pitch with a lot of spin actually drops a measurable amount in that distance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, for sure. No, it's it's it's, it's a very subtle thing. Why? Why Almost do you think a machine would do better? <laughs> why do you think that the original creators of baseball and home plates made it gave it depth? Why wouldn't you have just drawn a line and said hit it between, throw it between here and here at this particular point in, in between the mound and, and the batter put it between this right and left stake or whatever well i yeah, was cricket's kind of two-dimensional right you have to hit those posts yeah so it's essentially a two-dimensional thing i mean you're well, robbing posts of one of their dimensions but fair enough well yes, okay yeah I got it. sorry post out there 
<laughs> sorry, sorry for all the fans of posts out there. But it's also a base. You have to touch it. You have to touch home plate when you when you score. So it needs to be a. Uh, oh, that's what it is, though. That's what it is. Well, no, but that's, but they're, they're they're still. I mean, I mean, I, I still think Kate's question. I mean, obviously, you have to have a three a two dimensional object for the plate in terms of like plays at the plate, like for runners and some base runners and stuff like that. But again, they could have still defined the strike zone as the square at the start of the plate. Whether the why would they? Let me just point out as someone who's played baseball. Well, I haven't played it recently, but as an umpire trying to call a strike, you do not give a shit about the depth of that plate because you can't yeah. tell. No, I mean, that's, <laughs> you are looking at it. 2D and that's the way it goes. Yeah, I think no, this is an improvement. I think this is an improvement. When they go to the Robo Ump, when Shane's throwing his party for Robo Ump Day, they need to be <laughs> it needs to be a two-dimensional object. I think you just great you just sacrifice that third dimension. It's an artifact of having laid down a two-dimensional object on the ground and and it doesn't serve any purpose. That's that's my claim now. And I'll accept that because the whole you know, because it's you know the robo ump's will be in at that point. Like, exactly. I'll, I'll, whatever implementation, whatever you're willing we, to we, trade I, that I, off. Yeah, exactly, you? exactly. I think no I doubt. think that's reasonable. Um, well, what what has been the experience? You said all the parks are using it, Adi. Is there are the reports favorable? Or well, is it, I is haven't it, heard the, the I, I momentum. The I don't know the current reports. I just heard from the the, the previous year. Um, the reports were that the the players on both sides of the ball, defense and offense. Were just flummoxed by the actual strike zone. Mm, this is and amazing. They were, they were just so. So the thing that is on the table is to actually redefine the strike zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. But we've yeah. always talked about that in terms of the height of it, the top and bottom. I've never heard it talked about in terms of the dimensionality. I think that's oh, amazing. So it won't actually be a box anymore. It'll be a yeah. something else. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Well, good fun. That's a whole segment of balls and strikes. Frankly, uh, appreciate y'all being here for it. For the whole team, Adi, Shane, and Kate, as well as for Eric Bradley, who's been away today. For Maddie Datz, the boss man. For Dion Simpkins, the associate boss man. Thank you guys for listening. Come back and join us next time. Between now and then, enjoy your sports. <laughs>